Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one glorious page of Talmud every day. Now, before I introduce my next guest, I should say uh, that as some of our recurring listeners may know, it has become a bit of a running gag, a joke, if you will, to point out my absolute seeming baffling inability to pronounce our dear beloved guest's name, which I have now botched in so many ways. And so I'm, I think I'm just going to give a different title and a different honorific every time and, and avoid your first name, which is David. And I should be able to say that. But hello to you, the dear Rabbi Bashevkin. Liel, you even botching my name is a greater sign of affection than anybody else pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> I want you to know that. Rabbi Dave Bashevkin, what a man. <laughs> Dave, David, David, whatever works. You know, there, there's no vowelization in the Talmud, and there's no vowelization in my first name. It's very Talmudic. Right. And by the way, that, of course, also leads us to all kinds of how exactly do we pronounce this recurring themes that we would have throughout the time. But Rabbi Bashevkin, my friend, my teacher, I have to tell you, you warned me when we got into Tractate Eruvin, which we're reading right now, that this one is, is the one that separates the boys from the men and the girls from the women. And you're right, because I'm reading, and especially in today's page, I'm lost. I want to read a passage to you, and I want you to, to shed all of your light and all of your wisdom on it. So here it goes. The Gemara concludes, The halacha is that a side post that is visible from the outside but appears to be even with the wall from the inside is considered to have the legal status of a side post. The Gemara asks, it is possible that there is a conclusive refutation of this opinion and it is also the halacha? The opinion was refuted earlier. Can the halacha then be decided in accordance with it? The Gemara answers, yes, it can, because Rabbi Chia taught a baraita in accordance with it. Although the deductive analysis of the statements of other Tanaim led to different conclusions, the halacha relies on Rabbi Chia's explicit statement. P please elaborate. So this is such an interesting lens into the way the Talmud thinks about halachic legal conclusions. And I think it touches upon the role of really good questions and the old phrase that's been repeated in Jewish homes, communities, and yeshivas and seminaries throughout the world, which is that you don't die from a question. You know, there's this sense in the Jewish world that we enjoy questioning, we enjoy analysis, but just because there's a really great, important question does not necessarily mean that that's not the legal conclusion that we're drawing. And in this particular passage, they're discussing the concept of a lechi, which we've already dove into Ervin, and we know that's the side post that's needed to kind of construct the boundaries of a community. And the Talmud over here asks some really great questions. And it, in fact, concludes to Yufta, this is rejected. The questions are too overwhelming. But then the Talmud goes back and it says, wait a second, this is actually conclusive in the law. And the Talmud is now confused. The anonymous voice of the Talmud steps in and said, wait a second, we had all of these amazing questions. How can it be that this is the halachic conclusion that the Gemara is drawing from? And there the Gemara says that no. Even though we have great questions, the fact that this was taught unanimously in the collection of Mishnahitic literature known as Bryces of Rebbe Chia. So 
we still accord it significance in law. And I think more than a, than a conversation about a lechi and how to make communal boundaries, this is really a conversation about how Jewish law conceptualizes questions versus conclusions. That just because we have a great question and an important question, that's not necessarily how we decide operationally how to live our lives. And more than just in Tractate Ervin, I think sometimes we all have questions about uh, our practices, our beliefs. And we sometimes ask, you know, like, we have all of these questions and this is the way you've chose to live your life. And I think that sometimes we have a Talmudic voice in our heads that is able to say yes, because we have people that have preserved this and it has enough value and enough significance to be able to be preserved, continue and thrive, even in the face of Talmudic questions. And so how do those of us who struggle so dearly, uh, especially in, in a tractate that is as dense and challenging as this, apply this principle? How could we be better question askers? I think it's a great question. I think particularly with Erevin, you know, I'm not gifted with math and there's a lot of geometry in this tractate. I think whenever you have a question on a preserved practice or a preserved tradition, you have to ask yourself, who were the people preserving it? And did they perhaps invest some sanctity into this idea, into this set of texts, into these beliefs, that even in the face of my particular questions, it's still worth preserving. You know, I think this is a question in political thought. You know, sometimes when there's a, I forgot, I forgot the philosopher who said it, but when there's a, a road in the, in the middle of the town, before you take down the wall, you have to ask yourself, why does this exist? Why is this still here? And I think that even in the face of good questions, before we remove things, before we redact things, and I'm talking bigger than just the Lechi conversation, I think it's more about life and it's certainly about the confusions of Erevin, we should always be asking ourselves the significance and spiritual significance that is invested in beliefs and texts by those who preserve them. Rabbi Beshevkin, as always, amen to that, and thank you so much. An absolute pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes, Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.